however you identify, can you relate to the principles in these song lyrics? I'm just a girl in the world. That's all that you'll let me be. Oh, I'm just a girl living in captivity. Your rule of thumb makes me worrisome. Oh, I'm just a girl. What's my destiny? What I've succumbed to is making me numb. Oh, I'm just a girl. My apologies. What I've become is so burdensome. And finally, I've had it up to here. (laughs) So Gwen Sponny sings really high and not even going to try to be doing that. Um, That is No Doubt and Just a Girl, the song Just a Girl. In today's episode, my guest Lauren and I talk about how a vacation at the beach with her family of origin brought up some childhood gaslighting to the surface. You won't want to miss the real-time aha moment she had while we were recording. That actually made me think of this song, no doubt. I'm Sarah Morales, the host of this podcast. If you'd like to shoot the shit with me, like I do with Lauren in today's episode and have your own aha moment, I'd love to invite you to come on my podcast. Let's hang out, talk about your gaslighting experience, get some insights and have a good time together. I'll have the link in my show notes. My guest today is Lauren. You might remember her from my episode titled Darvo and the Dangling Carrot. She's an amazing human being, and I'm so super excited to have her on the show again. Welcome back to the podcast, Lauren. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks. I'm so glad to be back. Yay. The word of the day today is approval. OxfordLearnersDictionaries.com defines approval as the feeling that somebody or something is good or acceptable, a positive opinion of somebody or something. Now, listen, wanting someone's approval has gotten a really bad rap. It's actually normal, natural human to want approval. As we'll hear in today's episode, things go sideways when we make ourselves smaller, take on things that aren't authentically us, or sometimes both in order to win that approval. Now, when it comes to gaslighting and approval, it's not just spoken things that gaslight us, as we'll hear as Lauren shares her story. Okay, so today's episode might be just a tiny bit different. Um, Lauren and I were chit-chatting, and she reached out to me and said, you know, I am on vacation with my family, and wow, I am seeing just a lot of stuff that I grew up with. And, but now I have these new eyes to see it with because of the stuff I've learned about gaslighting. So I'm really kind of anxious to hear what's been going on. So lay it on me. What's your story? What, what, what's been, what, what, what have you been hearing? What have you been experiencing? Tell us the story. So, uh, so overall, you know, like there are these general feelings, right. And a lot of what's happening is not, not gaslighting. Um, but it's it gives you those feelings where you're like, you're gaslighting me, but they're not like it's my dad and my brother mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's this really clear example that was absolutely gaslighting that's also kind of hilarious. Okay. Um, so yesterday two two days ago, um, we were we had taken a boat, we took my brother's boat um over to like a cape nearby and we had to you know just kind of jaunt across the bay it wasn't like a long ride or anything but Mm -hmm. we we get there and we're like we've got the pop-up tent and our towels and our cooler and the sun is shining like it's just perfect Mm. not too hot not too cold just perfect sounds nice so we're out there 
and I'm with my sister. So to give a little bit of background, I'm one of four siblings. Okay. Uh, I'm the youngest and, um, and I've got two sisters and a brother. So one of my sisters and I are very close, Mm -hmm. um, like best friends. Like I talk to her like every day. Nice. Um, and then my brother and my other sister, we're, we're like, we, as far as families go, we're, we're tight, you know, but uh like politically and otherwise like my brother and my other sister are kind of way over on another spectrum okay or on the other side of the same spectrum i guess is what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. anyway we get along a little less well let's put it that way so i'm with the sister that i get along with really well and um we're under the tent we're laughing we're having a good time and she was like did you hear thunder and I was like, uh, I heard something. I didn't pick it out as thunder, but I, I heard that. Mm-hmm. So she says to my brother, you know, she's like, hey, Jay, like, did, did you hear that thunder? And like, I knew what he was going to do before he did it because of the, like, it's what he does. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he so there's there's like, I want to say there was not a cloud in the sky. That's not true. But there were white fluffy clouds in the sky okay. and like sun shining beautiful. There was no sign of a storm, like at mm-hmm. all. Um, so my brother and he's beside his like fifteen year old daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, he like grins and like looks at his daughter, like kind of with this like, can you believe this? Kind uh-huh. of like, like treating her like she's stupid. I knew this mm-hmm. was gonna happen, guys. Mm-hmm. I knew this was gonna happen. And so he like looks over at his daughter and he like grins, and she like I think this is what got me so like in the feels was Mm -hmm. that she's trying to please him. Like Mm -hmm. she's trying to fit in with this like dominant personality that's making fun of other people. And so she's making fun of them too. Like she doesn't want to be seen as like a stupid member of his family. So she's Mm going to like do, and that is what I did. Like I, I'm looking at her and I'm like, this is how I grew up, you know, Mm -hmm. like I learned to be like tougher and smarter and like, like just assume everybody else was stupid like and that's mm-hmm. not how i am like that's not who i am but like mm-hmm. i learned to like put on this persona like i'm tougher so mm-hmm. i'm watching this go on go go on and he looks at her and like grins like my sister's an idiot and she grins right back at him and they both go no so my <laughs> sister says did you hear the thunder mm-hmm. they grin like she's dumb look at each other and they're like no mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did hear something. I didn't pick it out as thunder, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever. So we just keep going on and like, it happens again. Mm-hmm. And then there's like raindrops uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still sunny, but mm-hmm. like now we can see like way back behind us developing like inland. Mm-hmm. We see like the storm, the storm clouds. Mm-hmm. And so then they start checking it like those of us that had phones are like checking it on radar and whatever this thing was like started so suddenly like it was not it wasn't on radar and like we had checked some somebody had checked the weather before we went out and nobody saw anything like there it was unexpected it was out of nowhere. Um, so things start to happen and the, a couple of family members that were still at the beach house, which is like across the bay from where we currently were, um, they called us and were like, hey this here at the beach house it's crazy nuts storming lightning thunder they said they were worried about us Mm because we're in a like a fishing boat 
Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, on top of that to boot, it was like, my brother had to take two boat trips out there with the boat, like one boatload of people. He Uh was ferrying us, right? So he ferried like two boatloads of people over. Mm -hmm. So now this storm is approaching and like we have twice as many people as are supposed to be in the boat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh (laughs) It's really kind of an adventure. Yeah. Um, So, you know, and then like, I will go, I was going to say I could go on um, about the, the very adventurous story and I will because there's more like more gaslighting to come in the story mm-hmm. so like it was the like it was the laughing at her that mm-hmm. she was like did you hear thunder mm-hmm. um which kind of reminds me very much of like what was happening in the gaslight movie right um, right I mean like it's almost as if she's like did you hear that and right. she's like no um, right. except that he wasn't creating the situation and certainly wasn't I don't think he was trying to make her feel crazy he was just like no he, like I don't think he heard it right um but then it was the it's like the look on the face and the laughing and the like right. like nudge nudge to his daughter like yep. look how stupid my sister is kind of yeah. like um so then we get on the boat. So it gets it gets tense. Like I have to go like gather children who are like doing God knows what <laughs> like, on, mm-hmm. like somewhere else. I have to go get them and like, hey, guys, like we got to get on the boat. So we leave everything behind that has that's got any weight at all. We just put people on the boat um, and we're trying to predict kind of like where to go. We can't go back to the beach house because that's where the storm is the worst. Yeah. But we don't want to go out into open ocean because that's like open right. ocean. Um, right. And so we figure out like where to go so while they're kind of working that out like we're all just kind of doing what we're told sitting down in the boat um and uh, my sisters my other sisters at the same time um asked my brother like do you want me to move one of them was like do you want me to move over there to balance the weight better and the other one kind of said the same thing you know like they were both Mm -hmm. like how can we help basically and saying do you want us to move and he like was like don't ask me what I need. I will tell you what I need. Like yelling at them, like, you know, don't, don't interfere with my train of thought. Now that Uh also is not like, I knew where he was coming from. Like he was managing multiple situations, like multiple things and trying to keep us safe. Yeah. Um, And he was worried. I mean, there were children on the boat and he was thinking through all the different possible things. So it's not that I think that was gaslighting. Um, But there's like definitely the, the, did you hear thunder? Mm-hmm. felt real super gaslighty mm-hmm. um but then so th- it goes on to be like a really funny story um as we like survive this and like jump off the boat to safety and um i think the best joke about it all was that it looked like we were swarming normandy <laughs> because when we jumped off the boat <laughs> we were like, uh-huh. like as fast as we could because it was very mm-hmm. very choppy and rough and we had to like run from the boat and it was mm-hmm. pretty hilarious like as i jumped off the boat one foot was like in the ocean and the other foot was like still stuck on the boat i couldn't get oh, it no. over the rail and it was hilarious um so so yeah it just started to bring up for me like this way of acting that especially the males in my family um but it's not only it's not only males really but like there's this superiority okay complex i think that it kind of goes on in my family and the feeling the effect is like this like i'm gonna i'm gonna stay small i'm gonna stay quiet i'm gonna Mm -hmm. like fly under their radar so it's not to be made fun of yeah. Um, and like, there was a little bit of that that happened. Like when my sister said she heard thunder, mm-hmm. um, I observed what happened and was very aware of me being like, I didn't perceive it as thunder, but 
I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was aware of like how they were treating her. And I also was like observant of myself and that my reaction was like, stay small. Don't let them make fun of you. I was going to say, do you, do you think your answer would have been a little bit different if you weren't in your family of origin? Do you think you would have been a little bit stronger, you know, with your opinion? You think you um, kinda- yeah. 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 I think almost kind of trying to appease both sides, right? Like I hear yes. you sister, there was a noise, but you know, I don't, I don't want to put myself out there to potentially yeah, I mean, be made I fun of. I, and- I kind of didn't say anything to like my brother in mm-hmm. that moment. I just let okay. him do what he was doing because, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, uh, I mean, I turned to my sister and was yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> they're laughing at you. You know, like I observe, I like, yeah. I spoke up about it to her, but like I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it would have been different maybe if I hadn't been raised in this family. Right. That I would have been a little bit more like, I, hey, guys, I heard someone. Right. And I didn't. I didn't say that. Right. It's just so interesting, you know, because people will talk about how the, the inclination to just kind of slide wrap right back in to kind of the roles that you were in when, when you know, you'll be full ass adults. But then it's back I like can't. you were, you know, five and eight and 10 and 12 or whatever the age gaps oh, yeah. are. I right. Mean, like I am it's like a. Yeah, I feel like a kid right now, just like not wanting to be made fun of. Totally. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I really. I mean, yeah, yeah, it sucks. But I also what I love what I love right now is that I'm I'm able to kind of like be in the situation and observant. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a little less emotional about it because I'm observing it as it unfolds. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like this explains a lot. And it also is like, it feels less, in a way it feels less personal or like I blame myself less. So there's a little bit of a relief in Mm, like re-experiencing it as an adult with like so much like space between growing up in the family and then like here on this like vacation, the family and having been through, you know, the last handful of years gaining so much new perspective on gaslighting and how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it almost feels good in the sense that I'm like, oh, yeah, I can name some of this now. And mm-hmm. it helps me rise above it a little and feel less personally like at fault for some of the things I do, you know, oh, it helps okay. me identify like what I want, how I want to be rather than how I've like been programmed to be. Yeah, absolutely. How I want to be versus how I was programmed to be. I love that. It goes back to the thing I say, like at the end of every podcast, right? That it's it's not about you know becoming something because often we we become something. To your point, you became smaller and quieter yeah. in your family of origin um, yeah. in order to kind of not survive as far as life and, and death, but who wants to be constantly bombarded by teasing or being looked down on or, you know, snickery laughing, like, you know, I'm trying to think of the word, like condescending kind of energy. Condescending is the word. Like that's the word. Yeah. And it's hard, Sarah, because so much of it, like a huge part of how we show love in my family is teasing. Oh. And it's not all bad. Like, Uh I don't know that I would change it. Like, Mm -hmm. I love that we tease each other. Mm Mm-hmm. I also love that we like, I love when that's done well, 
And I think it takes yeah. some finesse to do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's not that that's all bad. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think that there there's enough of like a bite behind the mm-hmm. the chuckling when someone says is there thunder. Because, mm-hmm. okay, here's the deal. It's like if another family, here's my point, is if another mm-hmm. family member had said that, he would have listened and paid closer attention. Yeah. And then, but in the end, she was right. And we were busting ass to like run away from a storm. Yeah. But he treated her like she was stupid. Yeah. Because it was her saying it. And I know, I know this because of experience. It was because it was her saying it. Okay. So there's some history there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I, I, I get into my super curious place where I'm like, you know, what, you know, what, what was it in your family of origin that kind of allowed for this pecking order? Because I mean, I make up knowing you, knowing how intelligent you are, knowing all of the accomplishments that you have had in your life. Like I make up your sister is not a slouch. (laughs) No. Yeah. She's not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, so like what, you know, what is this kind of superiority complex like and and or kind of almost a pecking order what is it based on in your family origin just is it just age well no because she's older than me okay um um and he's younger than her i guess is more more to the point okay Um, he's younger than her so i don't want to say this oh okay this out loud but um but it's it it's male female Okay. Is like number one. Okay. I wondered. Uh huh. And then, and I just, I kind of don't want to say it because it's like, I wish, I wish it wasn't always like, it feels like it's always that way. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I know that it's not, but if it, it like feels like it right now. So mm-hmm. there's that. But then there's also, okay, this goes back to what I was saying about his daughter, my, my brother, my niece. Yeah. There's also this, okay, so within our family construct, it's definitely male in charge, female, Mm -hmm. less aware, able, Mm -hmm. like, don't worry your pretty little head about it. Uh Um, And, but we are a female, sorry, female heavy family in that we have, like, there's three daughters and one son. So... Partly age, like my oldest sister, like does not feel the wrath of any of this, like, okay, you're stupid stuff. And part of it is Mm -hmm. because she's the oldest, I think. Mm -hmm. But another part of it is that, like, she adopted a somewhat ruthless persona, okay, as well, for whatever reasons she did. I don't know if it had to do with this pecking order or what. Mm -hmm. I developed this very tomboy, tough kind of shell mm-hmm. not mean i've never been mean you know <laughs> i yeah. say that so. like but tomboy <laughs> tough to get mm-hmm. respect you know it's okay. like i would want to help my dad fix things and like i wanted to be strong and tough and i wanted to do the hard things and the scary things that my sisters mm-hmm. were like less you know more hesitant to do and it was to gain respect as a male right like mm-hmm. not that i would be a male but to gain more respect because i was more like a male Sure. Because I recognize that, like, you know, I don't want to be a dumb girl, you know, I don't want to be a dumb bitch because, like, we get treated badly when we act like women. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm watching. I think that that's what I'm saying is like I'm watching my niece like do that. Mm. And I'm watching her, and it's it's super obvious when you're watching like a 15 year old, you know, right? Like, right. I'm watching this 15 year old like totally put on this like facade. Yeah. Like, and I, it's like I don't know why she's doing it, right? But I make up that it's like me, you know. I make up yeah. that like she's she's trying to gain respect and favor from the most yeah. powerful person in her family. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And in the, and, and so also what's been happening, it's like, she's also doing a lot of mean things. Like she's, mm. she's being kind of rude to people yeah. and I don't know if it's connected or not, but it, mm-hmm. I'm recognizing, or I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's somewhat connected to this yeah. wanting to like achieve status. Um, I mean, yeah. status, I think you said it respect. I think, um, what was the other word that you used? Um, approval maybe or not approval like belonging almost I feel like it's like I get to be it's almost like I get to be a part of the club right um if I can kind of earn my way in and it's Mm -hmm. um you know what I hear correct me if I'm wrong but what I hear a little bit is it's like it's a both I'm gonna make myself smaller and I'm also gonna take on things that I'm not yeah right in order to get respect and be like kind of welcomed into the club so that I'm not, you know, treated like a dumb girl. I totally am yeah. thinking of the, of the, um, no doubt song by the, by the way. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> that's all that you'll let me be right. Like I'm just uh-huh. girl in the world. Cause that's all that you'll let yep. me be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to listen. Maybe I, I like, I wish I could play that song like in the podcast. That'd be so awesome. Um, for those of you who are too young to know, just Google it. You'll, you'll love it. Um, but you know it's it's tragic and it's it's interesting <sighs> you know it's interesting how seeing it happen to your niece kind of kicked up some stuff for you and it was like oh wow yeah like i did that too maybe not in the same way that she did like your your way of both becoming smaller and taking on things that weren't necessarily you manifested differently but it was still those two things. And it was still in order to have that love, that acceptance, that belonging, um, mm-hmm. with your family, right. Who mm-hmm. really preferred and praised, um, and kind of, you know, part of the sea, so to speak for the the men in the family. Mm-hmm. Does that sound accurate? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here like kind of letting that like sink in and, and feel how I, feel how I feel about it. Um, it's interesting because I do feel like, like it, something just dawned on me when you said basically that I was like taking on, I both got smaller and Mm -hmm. took on qualities that weren't necessarily me, Mm -hmm. um, in order to like avoid or achieve something within that system. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. So like, I guess for the first time I've, I'm consciously identifying that those qualities aren't necessarily like me. Yeah. It, because I identify with them so strongly. And I had not thought of that yet, Sarah. Like I'm mm-hmm. sitting here thinking that that had never, this is the first time it's mm-hmm. crossed my mind that mm-hmm. my like tough girl, smart girl, like problem solver, mm-hmm. um, you know, tomboy. Mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. like qualities 
aren't me. You know, like that is that is the armor I put on mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. be. And I mean, it doesn't mean that those things aren't also me to some mm-hmm. extent. It's just that for the first time, I'm like considering how much of that is genuinely me and yeah. how much of it is like this this armor that I wear. And yeah. I know in my gut, like I it rings so true that it's armor that I wear. Mm-hmm. Like I decided one day I needed to be that way mm-hmm. to get to get love, to get approval, to be yeah. respected. So you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of um, how Glennon talks about in, in her Love Warrior. Now, I know like pretty much everybody nowadays knows about her from Untamed, but like I was fangirling over her <laughs> way back from like Love Warrior, right? I remember. I remember. I know, <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I read that book in like two days. And, you know, one of the things I was so profound, and it's not even a huge part of the book, but it was so profound. It talked about how she would send out her representative, right? Like there was the kind of like authentic her that really didn't get to go out and play. Right. And then there was the representative that she sent out into the world on her authentic self's behalf. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, Mm -hmm. I remember, I remember I can talk, (laughs) I remember being really struck by that. Like, wow. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of goes to that thing of how can we be authentically loved if we're not putting out our authentic self? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like our representative is the one that's being loved. No no wonder like so many of us feel unfulfilled in different things. Right. Because we're like, why does this not, why is this not fulfilling me the way that I thought it would? My mind is kind of blown right now. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yes. Because I'm like, hold up. Okay. Hold up. This, hold up. This. Like the way I've identified, yeah, like I value these qualities about me so much. And I'm sitting here realizing like I I picked them up one day and put them on. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think it's going to be a while as I tease out like how much of this is me because some of it is it's like become mm-hmm. me and again not all of it is bad like I'm a nurse right and I'm a mom right. a single mom yeah. three kids so like these some of these qualities I have like problem solving tough like quick thinker mm-hmm. logical like that are more quote unquote you know identifiably male qualities that mm-hmm. uh, that's all bullshit anyway but yeah um, <laughs> yeah but like I mean that is that is how I am but I think what I need to tease out is how much of that is like you know clothing I wear to be a certain way and how much of it is like really me and I think Mm -hmm. I know I just I'm repeating myself at this point but y'all I'm spinning (laughs) well I really am I think that means we need to have like a part two to this (laughs) uh you know, to this episode, we'll be like in a few months, we'll be checking back in with Lauren. All right. So remember when we were back, you know, in June talking about the boat incident with the thunder and the big aha self-awareness moment and all right, catch us up. <laughs> like, as yeah. you, you know, I've mm-hmm. teased out these things, but, but that's what I love because that's this process of, of becoming right. Like in order to become, we have to unbecome all of the things 
that either aren't authentic. Like I have this whole thing that I do with my clients where we, we talk about all of the ways that we might label ourselves. Right. So a couple episodes ago, I talked with uh, Galen about labels and we have that. I have this whole exercise and this whole process that I take people through where we kind of decide which of those labels we want to keep, which of those labels, um, you know, we we like, but we're going to maybe, you know, kind of reframe them a little bit because the way that we stepped into the label was maybe inauthentic. Right. In order to appease family or to have belonging or to, you know, accomplish this or whatever it might be. So, you know, some of those gifts and some of those strengths and some of those values that they, that you have, um, you, you might've stepped into them a little bit out of alignment, mm-hmm. even though it comes from you, if that makes sense. Yeah. That, that or even sometimes. Yeah. And then sometimes we're like, no, nah, that's not me at all. Right. <laughs> right. Like, so we keep, we, we reframe or we, we toss them out and so I have this whole thing. So I'm excited to see where this goes for for you. And I think, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things for me is always like, um, giving myself grace and, or loving myself and saying, okay, well, all of these things, whether I took them on authentically or inauthentically or was, you know, stepping out of alignment, they got me to where I am today, Mm -hmm. to the place where I am able to hear new things and have new ahas and, you know, deconstruct new things that I didn't even know were gaslighting. And I took these things on, right? Because again, I'll remind people that for me, some of the most damaging gaslighting that we experience are things that aren't said or things that are inferred. Right. Yeah, right. So the message, yeah. it, right. So kind of this message in your family of origin was if you want to, if you know, want to be a part of the cool kids, <laughs> right. Like you gotta, you gotta act like the rest of us, mm-hmm. um, kind of a thing, which meant you gotta be like the rest of the men. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to help fix the cars and, you know, do all these things, which, like you said, is bullshit because that's just construct anyways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, so that's just reminding people, you know, that that that's part of the thing is is kind of paying attention to the inferences, because that's where we pick up. Listen, our brain's job is to connect right. the dots. Right. So if there are things that are inferred, especially in our family of origin, um, you know, our, our little brains are going to connect the dots and make up messages. And then in order to belong, we will conform, mm-hmm. which is being gaslit, yeah. right? Like not being allowed to be your authentic self. Can I tell you this, like, so, br- like just briefly, this other aspect that I think, like in and of yeah. itself, it's not gaslighting, but it adds to the effect. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So tell me the following night. Um, un- completely unrelated, just in conversation. Like I just was not part of it. I was in the room and heard him, but my brother was like describing a movie he recently saw and, and how he mm-hmm. just really didn't like it. And he felt sort of tricked by it. And, um, he's talking about the new Dr. Strange movie and without oh, okay. saying the words that it was too female centric, he went on to describe why he didn't like it and basically mm-hmm. was saying it was too female centric. Uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was like complaining about how like the superhero you know the, or he was complaining about how you know she just sneezed and all the men died and i'm sorry 
I shouldn't, I shouldn't use a mm-hmm. voice like that to make fun of him, but like, <laughs> that's okay. But, um, funny. and then, and then he goes on to say like, um, you know, yeah. And then the, you know, the protagonist lost her, her parents and you're, you know, you get pulled into the story about how you, she lost her parents and then you find out there, she had two moms and he's mad about that. Mm-hmm. Uh i'm sorry but like (laughs) well but it's like to me like that's not gaslighting that's being a dick but like yeah yeah. but that Mm -hmm. sort of those sort of statements add to Mm -hmm. the connecting the dots when he smirks and nudges Mm -hmm. his daughter like can you believe this my sister says there's thunder Mm -hmm. and there's not a cloud in the sky like it's like mm-hmm. inferred like there's dumb females and then there's smart mm-hmm. females who side with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but to your point, right, like <clears throat> I'll see posts often on social media what will be gaslighting sounds like and then it will give all of these statements, right? But gaslighting isn't always accomplished through something that is verbally said. Sometimes it's by um, withdrawing or, um, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Not, it's not isolating. It's like, um, when you, when you don't allow people into an experience that they um, otherwise would no. be involved in. No, it's not stonewalling. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but, but basically it's right. Like mm-hmm. it's like excluding, excluding. That's the word, right? Like that's not a verbal thing. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, well, I'm not going to include right. you if you don't, right. you know, A, B, and C. It's just, right. you just don't. You don't include people. You exclude them from things that they otherwise right. would be a part of, right? So you would think in your family, uh, you know, in a, in a healthy, you know, functioning family, it wouldn't matter if you behaved more like a male or a female. You'd be loved no matter how you behaved. If you were a tomboy or a girly girl, if you were right, whatever, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. But if um, you know, if if they're excluded, you don't ever have to say a damn thing. If you know, you see in front of you people being welcomed in, welcomed in. I could talk <laughs> into this kind of belonging when they behave a certain way, when they hold certain beliefs, mm-hmm. when they say certain things. And if someone acts contradictory to that and they're excluded, right. that's yeah. gaslighting. That's saying you have to believe as I do, or you're not going to be allowed mm-hmm. in. That's also coercion, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so again, nothing was actually had to had to have been said. But so to your point, like it can be the exclusion. It can be the, like, I'm giving you these messages here about what I feel about, you know, females and all this kind of stuff. And then I'm being condescending over here and then I'm excluding over here, but over here for the girls that act more like boys, supposedly, you know, I'm using very gender stereotyped things, which I don't don't really like. And I know you don't either, but for the sake of this conversation, it's necessary. Right. right? Um, The girls that act more like, you know, but we'll include or, or like exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so, um, you know, I think the, the, the gaslighty part of it is we, you know, per my definition, gaslighting is when you change your perspective or your feelings, or your beliefs, right? So if you, before these situations, if you believed that you were 
worthy of being loved and worthy of belonging and all of these things, just being yourself. And then you come into these situations and you're like, oh, I'm not Mm -hmm. enough or I'm too much, or I'm both. I'm too much mm-hmm. here and I'm not enough here, so I better adjust. Yes. I mean, that's exactly that's what I do. Right. That's how I respond so, to it. Yeah. 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 What an eggshell, yeah. huh? Eggshells and like a little <laughs> bit of a dance. It's like a dance on mm-hmm. eggshells. <laughs> Uh, that's rough. Um, but I, you know, I do want to circle back around in kind of um, wrapping up and saying two things. I love that you are feeling like, um, you know, you're being able to be more aware and just kind of observe and not take it as personally. I think that's great. And just to kind of end this segment, you know, I'm really curious if, if you could go back to yourself at your niece's age and say something to yourself. Or, you know, even if if you were free to say something to her, um, what kind of encouraging or kind of permission giving things would you want to say to either yourself or your niece? I think I would, I wish I could say or have heard or say to her that their disapproval of how you naturally show up is dysfunctional. You know, it's their disapproval that's dysfunctional, mm-hmm. you know, and like, mm-hmm. you can be however you want to be. Like, if you like the way it feels to be tough or whatever it is, great, you know, love that, do that. But mm-hmm. their disapproval is mm-hmm. the part that's dysfunctional, not the way you're naturally showing up. I love that. I love that. They're just, you have so many, and I, I remember this happened the first time I did a, a podcast episode with you. I had like 10, like one liners that were like golden <laughs> that you said, and I'm like, already have like three or four, like po- possible title, uh, title things from the things that you say. And I love what you just said there. I think it's so profound and so powerful that it's their disapproval mm-hmm. that is dysfunctional. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that and for sharing your story today and for just being vulnerable and saying, wow, like, I don't even know what to say because I'm spinning right now because of these new awarenesses and, you know, knowing you, I'm excited to see where that takes you. So thank you, Lauren, for sharing today. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, Absolutely. Well, hold, hold everyone for part three. (laughs) <laughs> when we hear <laughs> when we hear how Lauren has uh, teased things out in the future. All right, so let's go ahead and move into some deconstruction zone. Today, Lauren and I talked about some of the experiences that caused her to both make herself smaller and become things that weren't authentically her in order to gain approval and have a sense of belonging with the males in her family. Let's take a look at a few of the gaslighting behaviors that she experienced. Lauren mentioned how there is a superiority complex in her family of origin. Now, often in these kinds of environments, we're experiencing things directly and indirectly that undermine our individualism. So some combination of condescending attitude and words being expressed excluded, mockery, like the response her brother gave to her sister hearing thunder, and likely some coercion. And the result is that the message 
that we receive, again, usually unspoken, is that if you want approval and belonging, you need to be more like us, do things our way, prove yourself worthy, etc. So let's see how we can set our alarm around this experience. Now, this experience of making ourselves smaller and or becoming things that aren't authentically us isn't solely a cisgendered female experience. Anyone can, and I make up everyone does experience this type of gaslighting in one way or another. So here's how you can set your alarm. Gently, compassionately, take a look at your relationships and ask yourself, how important is it that I find approval from this person or these people? And then ask yourself, do I make myself smaller in order to stay in a place of approval or belonging? Do I try to be something that is not authentically me in order to gain or keep this approval or belonging? And then remind yourself of the truth that you will feel the most alive, loved, and free when you are living out of a place of alignment with your authentic self. Now, if you're finding yourself stirred as you listen to today's podcast and are ready to deconstruct the gaslighting that has happened in your life so that you can find this freedom and want to know more about working with me as your coach, I invite you to schedule a consultation call with me today. You can do that on my website, sarahmoralescoaching.com, and I'll have the link in the notes for you. As always, thank you, my listener, for listening to today's episode. If you found it helpful, I'd like to ask if you'd be willing to partner with me in helping get this podcast out to even more people who need it. You can do that by leaving a review and subscribing, and of course, by sharing it. And remember, it's not about becoming who you want to be. It's about awakening all that you already are. Take it away, Wendy. We got stars in the eye.